from the Kramer Basketball Headquarters in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. You are listening to the Coach's Edge Podcast, powered by Coach. Here is your host, Steve Kramer. Welcome to the Coach's Edge Podcast. 10 days, 10 shooting episodes, and approximately 10 minutes. And today I want to talk about some of the differences between great shooters and average shooters and ask yourself, is this the type of mindset that some of your players have, whether it's positive as a great shooter, whether it's negative as an average shooter. And I think you'll find that these ring true. Uh, This is an all encompassing episode, but I have a list written down that I'm excited to share with you. And and let's talk about that prep work first. All right. So I'm going to go down this list. Great shooters, they put a plan in place, they train, and then they reflect on their training. Very important that they do those three different things. That's something that great shooters have in common. Average shooters don't plan, they work out, and then they don't reflect. So instead of planning, training, and reflecting, no plan, work out, a.k.a. get shots up, And you don't reflect. There's a difference between training and working out. What I consider working out is like you're getting a sweat in, you're getting some shots up, but training is mentally and or physically intense and it's focused. It's that deliberate practice. You're locked in, right? Plan, train, reflect. That's what great shooters do. Another one, great shooters judge their shot based on the technique and the feel. Because you could take a bad shot and it could go in. You could take a shot and be like, man, I really like that shot. Sometimes it doesn't go in. Obviously, there was something slightly off with it because you didn't make it. But there's good misses and there's bad makes in training. Average shooters just evaluate the result. If it went in, hey, it must have been a good shot. If I missed it, it must have been a bad shot. That's a casual, casual, right? Average mindset. Can't have it. Great shooters create workouts dedicated to what they would shoot in a game and what they need to improve on so that they could expand their game. They know a a location that they're going to, to be in more down the road, but they're not there yet. So those two things, some of them go hand in hand, but they could also be different. They create workouts dedicated to what they would shoot in a game and what they need to improve on. Average shooters try to feel good and make shots. Big difference there. Great shooters understand becoming great is a long process. Average shooters think it's a fast food, microwave elevator type success, right? Those great shooters, they understand you got to take the stairs. You want to be successful. There's no microwave success. There's no elevator success. You got to take the stairs. This is a process, a long one, and it's tough, but it's worth it. There's the planning that great shooters have. There's the purpose to how they train. And there's the process to it, right? Of how this continues to shape itself moving forward. Days, weeks, months, years 
in this process of becoming a great shooter. Great shooters understand that. Great shooters, and this is coming from somebody who teaches shooting. Great shooters learn from themselves more than anyone else could teach them. Now think about that. It's my job to teach basketball to players and to help coaches. That's my what I do to pay the bills. And I'm telling you, I still couldn't teach a dedicated player as much about shooting as they could learn from themselves. Because they are with themselves 24-7, 365 for their entire life. It would be very arrogant of me to say, boy, I spend you know, an hour a week or X amount of hours a week with this player for so many months. And of now no question is that going to be a ton of information and, and help that player. But if you are the best shooting coach in the world, that player, if they want really want to be great, they're a student of the game. Meaning every time they take a shot with or without you, is part of the learning process. And you cannot beat that. No way you can beat that. You look at most great shooters, all great shooters, they did it. They became the great shooter, right? There are people in our journey, coaches, mentors, trainers, that can help you become a better basketball player and a better shooter. But if you're not willing to help yourself more, those other things don't matter and they don't help nearly as much. I don't say they don't matter, but you know what I mean. An average shooter can learn some things with others, but they barely reflect, they rarely reflect so they can really learn from themselves as they continue to go about this process. And that's when you see, and I've seen this with shooters where, we're making tweaks in a workout. We're making tweaks over weeks or months. And I'll be like, boy, I'm, I'm, we're seeing some things here. This is great. The results are getting better. The mechanics have changed. The technique has changed. But unless they take ownership themselves, they'll never bump themselves up to being a great shooter. That average shooter, well, can they become better? Of course. Of course. That's why there's people like myself that do what they do, right? Because there, there's results that can be gained from it for, for players and for basketball programs. But in order to really be great, high level, rare air, so to speak, the great shooters have to learn more from themselves than anyone else could teach them. Great shooters have a mindset of belief that they are the ones in control of many, many factors. Average shooters are more likely to believe, hey, I got lucky. Yeah, it was just bad defense. Right. But great shooters have an understanding of the things that are within their control and the things that are worth out of their control. And they try to control the things that are within their control. That leads us into the mindset. Great shooters have a growth mindset. Average shooters have a fixed mindset. Now, I went on Google 
Google uh, research here. Here's a couple things that great growth mindset would have. Ask yourself, is this you? Is this some of your players? Growth mindset. Persevere in the face of failures. Effort is required to build new skills. Find inspiration in others' success. Embrace challenges. Accept criticism. Desire to learn. Build abilities. Those are some characteristics of someone who has a growth mindset. A fixed mindset, limited, right? Avoid challenges. Give up easily. Threatened when other people are successful. Oh, no. Someone else is doing a good job. I'm threatened by that. Oh, no. Fixed mindset. They have a desire to look smart. Effort is fruitless. It's more about luck, chance, than the effort building towards something. Oftentimes, ignore feedback. Believe that you have fixed abilities. The desire to look smart, I don't know about that one that I read on here. Don't we all want to look like it's better to be smart than look smart? I get it, but I think we all would would like to feel like others think we're smart. Um, obviously that's earned. That was the only one I didn't like on that list, but again, Hey, it's Google. And there's some, some good things that Piggy gained from there. All right. Let me give you a couple more fixed mindset. I'm good at it or I'm not. My abilities are unchanging. I can either do it or I can't. When I'm frustrated, I give up. Those are fixed mindset, growth mindset, Failure is an opportunity to learn and grow. Listen, I'm from a rural farming community at our camps. I like to say failure is the fertilizer for learning and growth. All right. So we need some more cow pies in there, right? We need some more fertilizer. So don't be afraid to make a mistake because if I have a growth mindset, I'm not looking at failure as an end. I'm looking at failure as a part of a process. Y'all heard the, the Giannis quote. You probably heard some of the Kobe quotes. You've heard the Michael Jordan commercial talking about, I failed over and over again, and that's why I succeed. It's that type of mindset, that Jordan, that Kobe, that Giannis mindset of, you know, failure is, is something that is a tool, right? It's not the end when you see a failure. Okay, moving on. I could go on with that one all day long. Mindset is big, man. Mindset is big. Great shooters understand it's more than just the reps. Average shooters think if they need to get better, they just need to shoot more. Now, no practice, no doubt, whatever you do, you need to practice it. Otherwise, what's the point of practice? What's the point of training? <clears throat> but that's where it stops with average shooters. I shot bad, I need to shoot more, then I'll get better. It's a piece of it. But as Albert Einstein said, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. So great shooters understand that it's more than just the reps. It's it's this process where we're able to train and reflect um, what we've just experienced, what we've just done, 
how can we do better the next time? And then we go back into the planning phase. Then we go again into our next workout, our next training session, our next practice, trying to make those changes and tweaks so that we can continue to get better. Again, this is a process. This is a journey of becoming a great shooter. I can't speak enough about that one either. Like, no question, if, if you didn't get shots up, how do you know how to shoot? Like, you haven't done it, right? Um, but if it ends there with just getting more shots up, you could have a really broken shot and shoot a thousand times a day. If you haven't changed anything with your arc and your balance, you've just really gotten a little bit better at being a bad shooter. Last thing I'm going to mention today, and this is probably the fastest way to improve yourself as a shooter, and that's shot selection. I'm not going to take a deep dive into that because I've gone many an episode and coachesedge.coach presentations on shot selection. I think we got two, maybe even three presentations on the website on shot selection. That's how much, how passionate I am about it. But if you just think about how you could improve in a very short amount of time as a shooter, it's just making sure you're taking the right shots. You know, like my last year overseas, I played in the German pro a league and I shot as a, as a combo guard, like 54% from the field. I think I had the highest field goal percentage of any guard in our league. Was I the best player in the league? No. Was I the best shooter in the league? No. How did I have the best field goal percentage? Shot selection. I mean, I didn't even shoot that well from three that year. I, I think I shot just under 38%, which I was super disappointed against because 40% was like the number that I was always trying to be at or above as a three-point shooter. But I took such good shots, and when I did take shots that were twos, they were usually finishes at the rim or some of my go-to pull-ups. Like, so if I shot it in general, usually made the shot. It wasn't because I was the best shooter in the league. If we did just shooting drills, I wasn't even the best shooter on my team. I mean, I was up there, but we had some big European dudes I could just stroke but I had great shot selection. That's IQ, that's understanding, right? And being able to know where your bread is buttered and you just, you stay to that. And you work on growing your game in other areas, but when that clock's ticking and you're in basketball season, you gotta know where your bread is buttered. Those are the shots that you're taking, okay? Shot selection, huge, huge, huge. You could be a better shooter than somebody else, but if you don't, understand what a good shot is you could wind up being a worse shooter when it actually matters and that's in games that's in games so that's something to think about as well it's not always the training techniques like i i've i've heard many uh you know uh conversations and read up about how you know players don't train correctly so they're making all these shots in practice and then they'll miss them in games because they're not doing enough variable practice, randomized practice. Yes, that's that could absolutely be true. I think one of the biggest things is they're just maybe taking the wrong shots. It's not that them or the coach is running the wrong shooting drills all the time. I think we, I think we, 
underestimate how good the majority of coaches are, really. And there's a lot of good basketball coaches out there doing a lot of great things to help players. And it's, it's up to us to teach shot selection and then make sure that our players understand, you know, if you take that shot and that's a bad shot, listen, it was selfish or it was a low basketball IQ. And listen, we can't have players out on the court that are selfish or that have a low basketball IQ. So which one is it? Players don't want to be either one, right? But that's one of the biggest signs of poor shot selection is selfishness and and stupidity, right? Now, we're not calling our players stupid, so we just say lower basketball IQ, poor decision, right? But you get my point. So those are some differences between great shooters and average shooters. There's obviously many more. I'd love to hear some of the big ones that you believe uh, separate some of the players that you've worked with over the years of being great shooters and average shooters. We have a lot of resources at coachesedge.coach on shooting the basketball, whether it's shot selection, our four phases of form shooting, which is like the general form shooting structure. And then you can build on that and get more specific uh, from there and, and many other aspects of coachesedge.coach. So if you're interested in that, check it out. Shoot me an email, contact at currentbasketball.com. I'll get back to you. And I hope you guys are doing well and have a great summer. Get after it today.